Hi, it's Dwyer, gamblersadvisory.com, a free site, bettingangle.us, a free site. It is Thursday night, July the 28th, 2022. Let's talk boxing. Let's talk 154 pounds, Danny Garcia against Jose Benavides Jr. But first remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider a video... <laughs> Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now, anybody who has been raised in, let's say, a community with a lot of dysfunction, right? It could be the hood. It could be some working or middle-class neighborhood that, you know, wants to copy the hood, whatever the situation, right? you'll understand the Jose Benavides Jr. story. Understand, this guy was one of the most talented fighters in the country, right? Excellent, excellent amateur pedigree, blessed with a body that could have him weighing 135 or 140 pounds while being six feet. Now, his story, and read between the lines on it. If you're from the hood, you know what I'm talking about. His story is that he was out walking his dog at night. And then some man he did not know suddenly pops out of the background and shoots him right above the kneecap on his right leg, right? Then the guy, of course, backs away, disappears into the night, right? Benavides, of course, says he doesn't know who the guy was, right? I'm just telling you, just giving you my opinion. I don't know what actually happened that night. This story sounds like BS, right? This is the kind of story you tell when some situation went south on you, someone was trying to send you a message. And of course, they tried to kneecap you, right? Understand, kneecapping is so common that if you watch the show with Forrest Whitaker, the godfather of Harlem, I believe in one of the first episodes, Bumpy Johnson, the character that Forrest Whitaker plays, who's actually a person who existed in real life, right? Understand, Bumpy is credited by many with helping the prisoners escape from Alcatraz. Look him up. Right? In the movie Shaft, 1971 movie, right? The lead thug guy, I believe he's played by Moses Gunn or something like that. The lead thug is actually modeled after Bumpy Johnson, right? Well, Bumpy Johnson returns to Harlem, and of course, people come up to him and say, Hey, we need your help. Someone's been shot. And Bumpy looks at him and sees that the guy has been kneecapped. He's been shot in the knee, right? The idea is that a shot in the knee is so serious, 
that you live the rest of your life with a limp. Now here, <clears throat> it looks to me, and I'm not an expert, right? But it looks to me like this gunman who is supposedly unknown shoots Benavides a little bit too high. It's right above the knee. The bullet hits an artery. Benavides is bleeding profusely. Right, folks? The doctor and him then have a conversation after they address Benavides's wounds. Understand, it's serious. It's way serious. Serious to the point where the doctor's talking to him and says to him, hey, in a year or two, you might be able to walk again. Benavides says, I'm a professional prize fighter. I'm a boxer. How long before I get in the ring? And the doctor responded, oh, your boxing career is over. Now, Benavides has made it back into the ring. But I need for people to look closely, look closely at the Terrence Crawford Benavides fight. Understand, Benavides himself says that from the seventh round on, his leg was hurting him. Right? Benavides himself says that he fought the Crawford fight practically on one leg, right? By the way, he's fought other fights, but this is what happens when you're in against world-class competition. They push you. That tennis elbow you have, that trick shoulder you have, that knee that's been shot or has had cartilage or tendon problems, that kind of stuff can flare up when you're in against a Terrence Crawford or a Danny Garcia. <clears throat> the mobility that Benavides had, understand Benavides used to have a great jab. He was able to keep you outside. You had to earn your way in. And of course, Benavides hit hard, I would argue, prime Benavides before the shooting probably hit harder than Danny Garcia. Right? And Benavides had an excellent, excellent left to the body. He would shut down guys off that shot. Right? He's skilled. But he's diminished. In the Terrence Crawford fight, and again, Crawford's one of boxing's more interesting people because Crawford is different every fight. Against Benavides, Crawford is a combination puncher. Crawford is jumping deep in the pocket, and then he's going to town with both hands. Crawford dominates the fight. More importantly, for our purposes here, I need for you in looking at the film to realize that Benavides has lost his movement. Folks, the leg is not close to 100%. It's just not. Right? Let me go one step further. It's not going to get back to 100%. Benavides 
six feet can't use his length like he wants to. He's in the pocket, and guys who want to fight you in the pocket can now find him. So, let's talk about this fight where Benavides is a greater than four to one underdog. Now, you know, I believe that when you're talking about elite talent, right, four to one's a joke. I do believe you want to sprinkle a little bit on Benavides at four to one, even though I think he loses the fight, right? Understand his last fight. Many people here online believe it was a gift, right? I've had a hard time tracking down the film of that fight. But based on the comments, many people believe it was a gift. The guy he fought was six feet tall. He's the guy who Hamza Shiraz just stopped, right? He's the guy who knocks down Hamza Shiraz for the first time in Shiraz's career. Right, Shiraz gets off the canvas and then is able to pursue the guy and hit him with hard lefts over the guy's guard. Right? Well, just understand <clears throat> a six footer who's elusive, who has an excellent jab, who has excellent boxing ability, who can move just a little bit, would give. Benavides all he can handle. The million-dollar question in this fight is whether five foot eight. Danny Garcia, he's four inches shorter than Benavides. Is going to be able to walk down Benavides, because Benavides can't move at this stage. He moves a little bit, not like he used to. Right? If you just focus on that leg, and in the Terrence Crawford fight, it's the leg with the dark knee brace. It looks bad. Right, That leg, to me, looks scotch tape together. Now, it's really a tribute to Benavides. Benavides has defense. There are times where Benavides turtles, even though he's six feet tall, and the much shorter. Terrence Crawford comes in and flurries and just can't land the big shot on it. But that fight shouldn't have made it to the 12th round. In other words, <clears throat> we're living on folklore here. At least the casinos are, because there's a big casino mispricing. We're living on folklore here. That Benavides was just seconds away from going the distance against Terrence Crawford. Folks, Crawford was dominating that fight. Crawford was landing a lot more punches than Benavides. Crawford was noticeably faster than Benavides. Right? Also, there's additional folklore. Now, look, <clears throat> smart fighters want to fight you when you're not at your best. Errol Spence had a bad car accident. On his fight back, oh, here's Danny Garcia. Once a shot at the king, when the king, of course, has just been recovering from a horrific car accident. Okay. That fight went the distance. Right? 
Danny had his moments in the fight. Danny's point is, if you look at the power shots, he pretty much matches Spence in power shots. The difference was Spence's jab. Right? Danny concedes that he lost that fight, but he feels when it came to power, he was right there, and he went the distance with Spence. Right? If you're someone like me who thinks the Spence image is a little bit bigger than it should be, focus on the Garcia fight where Garcia is not running, because Garcia, of course, isn't a runner. He's a mid-range hooker. Right? He's throwing a lot of hooks. He's hanging around the pocket. A heavy percentage of his punches are power shots. In that fight, where an opponent is at mid-range, wants to trade with you. This is not pot shotting and defense. This is not stick and move. No, Danny Garcia is saying, hey, I'm here. Let's go right now. Come trade. Right in that fight, Errol Spence distinguished himself with his chat. Right? Spence said, hey, this is a sport. Right? I'm a big man. You're going to have to get through my jab to get to me. Right? I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm not here to show that, you know, I have the most testosterone. I'm just here to win the fight. So the Garcia-Spence fight goes the distance. The Crawford-Benavides fight makes it to the 12th round. So here's where the casino here has made a mistake. The chief part of my play here is the idea that Danny Garcia, at his core, is a knockout puncher. That's who he is. Right? He is a knockout puncher. He'll fight a guy who arguably is a better boxer than him. El Terrible, Eric Morales, later in Eric's career. Right? Amir Khan, who looked great, by the way, the first couple of rounds of the fight. And Danny's game is to just hang in there, throw counter hooks. Right? He throws the hooks in such a way where you can't follow his eyes. You don't know whether the hook's going up top or to the bottom. And Danny, of course, is committed. He knows how to slide in the pocket just enough so he's not in your wheelhouse, even as he's pursuing you with a two-handed attack. Well, in this fight, one of two things is going to happen. Right? I believe either Benavides is going to land some home run shot. Benavides can punch. Benavides has the higher KO percentage. That's how good he was before the shooting. Right? Either Benavides is going to land something big on a 5'8 guy who's going to insist on pushing the action. Or Danny Garcia is going to look like Joe Fraser against a guy four inches taller. Right? Garcia, excellent left hook. The key to understanding Garcia, though, is to realize that Garcia has an excellent right hook. Garcia is very two-handed. Garcia wants punches to land. He's disappointed if you're shooting jabs at him. 
So I think somebody gets stopped in this fight. Right? If the casino is going to give me greater than 4 to 1 odds on Benavides, really as a tribute to who Benavides was, I'll take the 4 to 1 odds, even though the fight is in New York City, where Philadelphian Danny Garcia has had a second career practically. Right? Benavides four inches taller, heavy punch, can shorten his punches, has a jab, just doesn't have the legs at this point. Right? There is a possibility that Benavides lands big shots on Danny, who hasn't been hit at 154 pounds. Benavides' last fight, he weighed 157 or something like that. This fight's at 154. I get the feeling that Benavides is going to wear it a little bit better than Danny. Right? But understand the alternative. I don't know how you deal with Danny Garcia if you can't move. Right? If Danny gets inside like Terrence Crawford did, and it's a miracle that Benavides lasted as long as he did against Terrence Crawford, right? He does have Crawford in trouble in one of the early rounds, like round four or five, right? But then Crawford recovers, and you see that Benavides has a poker face, is taking a lot of punishment, right? Folks, that only lasts for so long. Danny Garcia is a knockout puncher. Danny's going to put his foot on the gas. Now, Danny's problem is occasionally he runs into someone like a Lamont Peterson who has a back foot who can spend several rounds on his back foot being chased. Now, Benavides used to have a back foot. After the shooting, I believe that's diminished. So he's going to be in the pocket against a guy who wants him to be in the pocket. There are going to be a lot of power shots thrown in this fight by both, right? Danny's going to have a little bit of a learning curve dealing with Benavides's height, right? But once that learning curve is scaled, right, this fight is going to have a lot of action. So the casino, remembering... Danny Garcia going the distance against Errol Spence. Benavides making the 12th round against Terrence Crawford. Then going the distance in a draw. Understand, on the Benavides side of the play, he loses to Crawford. The next fight is a majority draw. Right? Benavides has made it into the last round of his last two fights. So the casino incredibly... I believe mistakenly, is giving you a plus 170 on the under 10 and a half rounds. Folks, that's the midway point of the 11th round. Right? I expect Danny Garcia to win the fight. I'm certainly not paying a minus 700. Right? Instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put some on Benavides. 
at greater than a plus 400. And then the main part of my bet is going to be the under 10 and a half rounds at a plus 170. Right? If Danny Garcia comes out and gets the stoppage, as I think is a distinct possibility, that's okay. As long as he gets it in the first 10 and a half rounds before the midway point of the 11th round. Right? If Benavides comes out and you actually have an inspired fight that makes it to the distance, well, I want to be on the side of the play, not the minus 700 side of the play. I want to make it worth my while. I want to be on the plus 450 or so side of the play. So I like the under 10 and a half rounds. I'm expecting a stoppage. I'm hedging the play with the plus... 400 plus, right, on Benavides simply to win. Understand, if Benavides gets the stoppage, and folks, he hits hard, look at his KO percentage. If Benavides gets the stoppage before the halfway point of the 11th round, you're in the penthouse. You're cleaning up at greater than plus 400 on Benavides simply to win, and you're getting the plus 170. Right? If Danny Garcia gets the KO before the midway point of the 11th round, you're doing damn well there too because you've just delivered on the plus 170. Right? Even money plus 70. But I need for you to understand the risk involved. If this fight goes to the distance, right? Goes to the judges in New York City. And I'm telling you, Philly's going to have a lot of people in the house. And if Danny Garcia, who's the more popular fighter on the East Coast, in the tri-state area, wins the fight by decision, you lose it all. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this video. Keep in mind, this fight's not at 147. Folks, it's at 154. Right? The question is going to be whether Danny is going to feel like that extra meal helped him. Right? Bernard Hopkins at the end looked a little dead in the water at middleweight. Right? Loses twice to Jermaine Taylor. He gains weight to light heavyweight, different fighter. Right, beats Antonio Tarver. Actually looked energetic. Right, those extra calories helped. Had more of a pep in his step. Right, the question here with Danny Garcia is, is he going to have more of a pep in his step because of the seven extra pounds? Or is he going to feel sluggish because of the seven extra pounds? Let me also point out, too, that should Danny Garcia win this fight, one of the best fights in boxing that could be made would be Danny Garcia, a mid-range hooker. In other words, high action. He wants to be in front of you, left, right, left, right. He has his head tucked. He has a construct. He knows the timing. He's reading the sequencing. He's making sure he's a little bit off at the side so you can't hit him back. 
but he's not there to jab you and look at you. He's there to hit you against ambush fighter, champion, Jamel Charlo, right? One wonders what happens. Is Jamel going to jump in and surprise Danny, right? Is Danny going to be there as a mid-range hooker and suddenly, oh, here's Charlo throwing a bunch of punches. And then by the time you make the adjustment, Charlo is gone. Is that going to be the fight or is Charlo going to have a problem with ambushing Danny Garcia to find out that Danny actually wants a pocket? Danny actually wants a fight. Not only that, this might be one of those ambushes where you jump in the ambush. Oh, the temperature is hot in the kitchen here. Then you try to get out of the ambush and you have a guy who's had belts following you after the ambush, and the guy's not throwing jabs. He's throwing hard hooks. You're backing up. You're looking confused. You're looking like Amir Khan. Right? So let's buckle up. This is the first fight in what could be a series of crazy fights at 154. I like the under 10 and a half. I'm expecting a stoppage. The casino silly enough to pay me better than even money. It's a plus 170. And I'm also taking Benavides simply because the odds are ridiculous, right? I'm not going to pay a minus 700 for Danny Garcia straight up. I will pay uh, get a plus 450 on Benavides because he hits hard enough where if Danny's not ready for 154, and if Danny's reaching and he's a little bit out of position because he's facing a guy who's a six-footer, four inches taller, right? Benavides is the kind of guy who, when you're distracted by height and you're reaching and, you know, you're trying to open up, Benavides takes advantage of the fact that in that moment, you might have forgotten about the fact that Benavides has better than 60% knockout ratio. That's how I see the fight. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this YouTube video. Thanks for stopping by.